Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. Glory to you, Lord Christ. When Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a great crowd gathered around him, and he was by the sea. Then one of the leaders of the synagogue named Jairus came, and when he saw him, fell at his feet and begged him repeatedly, My little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her so that she may be made well and live. So he went with them, and a large crowd followed him and pressed in on him. Now there was a woman who had been suffering from hemorrhages for twelve years. She had endured much under many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and she was no better, but rather grew worse. And she had heard about Jesus, and came up behind him in the crowd, and touched his cloak. For she thought, If I touch his clothes, I will be made well. Immediately her hemorrhage stopped, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. Immediately aware that power had gone forth from him, Jesus turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing in on you. How can you say, Who touched me? He looked all around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling, fell down before him, and told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. While he was still speaking, some people came from the leader's house to say, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? But overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the leader of the synagogue, Do not fear, only believe. He allowed no one to follow except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the house of the leader of the synagogue, he saw a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. When he had entered, he said to them, Why do you make a commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. He put them all outside, and took the child's father and mother and those who were with them, and, set, and went in to where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Kalitha kum, which means, little girl, get up. And immediately the girl got up and began to walk about. She was twelve years of age. At this they were overcome with amazement. He strictly ordered them that no one should know this, and told her, told them to give her something to eat. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. In today's Gospels, we have two of 26 of Jesus' recorded healings in the Gospels. In all of the Gospels, we have 26 people or not 26 people, but 26 times that Jesus healed somebody. And we have two of them today. And they're very different um, from each other. And they're also very different from the other times that Jesus healed people. Um, first, well, the story has a beginning, a middle, and an end, right? Um, but in the beginning, we have Jairus, who comes to Jesus and asks him to heal his daughter who is at home sick. Now, this isn't unusual. We have um, several people who come and ask Jesus to heal somebody who isn't there at the time. But in the other four cases where this happens, Jesus um, just heals them without going to see them. He says, go, your person is healed, right? And they go and they find out that their person is healed. But in this case, Jesus doesn't do that. He decides to go to the person. And on the way there, 
we have this woman who has the, the bleeding problem, right? And her healing is different than all of the others in the gospel because she um, doesn't ask Jesus, but Jesus doesn't heal her. Um, how do I say this? She doesn't ask Jesus for healing, but Jesus doesn't heal her on purpose, <laughs> right? She comes and she thinks, if I just touch his clothes, I'll be healed. So she comes and she touches his, his robe and she's healed. And Jesus stops and says, oh, who did that? You know, uh, who touched me? And the disciples are saying, hey, there's people all around, people pressing up next to you. How can you say who touched you? You know, there's lots of people touching you. And Jesus is like, no, there's somebody, somebody touched me differently. Um, I felt power go out of me, you know. And this poor woman who's terrified now comes up and says, it was me, you know. Uh, and I almost don't know what to make of this. When we think about healing today, you know, there's this, I mentioned last week, sometimes I have a hard time praying for things because prayer isn't, um, always effective or not effective in the way that I want you know if I'm praying for something that I want that's what I want and sometimes the prayer comes out differently than I want and that's not <laughs> the way I want it I keep saying I want I want I want um, which Freud would probably have a field day with but when in the Gospels, when people ask Jesus for healing, he does it. Sometimes he asks something of them, you know, go and wash in the pool of Siloam or um, go and present yourself to the temple leaders, you know. And sometimes he just heals him. But, and sometimes Jesus just heals people because he sees that they have a problem and he just does it like the man with dropsy Jesus asked the the, uh, the synagogue leaders there is it is it okay to heal somebody on, is it no he says is it better to do good or evil on the Sabbath you know and he heals this guy which is against Sabbath rules right but it's something good and they're you know their heads are exploding so there are like I say, there's all kinds of ways Jesus healed people in the Gospels. But basically, they boil down to one or two things. People asked for it, or they didn't. Jairus asked for it. This woman didn't, although she wanted it. She took it, right? Which is pretty... What do we do with that? You know? When we ask for healing today, sometimes it doesn't always come out the way we want. Um, and it makes me wonder how many people, you know, in, in the three years of ministry that Jesus did, um, in the gospels, we have 26 recorded cases of healings. Now we know there's more like ne in next week's gospel, we'll hear how Jesus healed, healed a few people here and there. We don't really know how many or what the story is or whatever, but he healed some people.
and so did the disciples. But out of these 26 recorded cases in three years, that's not a lot. We don't hear about people who came to Jesus and he didn't heal them. You know, I wonder if that happened. I wonder if people came to Jesus in the Gospels and he didn't he didn't do it. You know, happens all the time now, right? People pray for healing and it didn't really happen. Um, but then I wonder how many people are healed who didn't ask for it. There's another interesting thing about the people who healed in the Bible who asked for it. Five of those people were people who were asked, who asked Jesus on behalf of someone else, like today's with Jairus. His daughter didn't necessarily ask Jesus to heal her. Her father asked Jesus to heal her, and she was healed, right? We have other cases like this, the centurion servant, where the centurion comes to Jesus and asks that his servant be healed, and his servant's healed. The servant didn't directly ask Jesus that we know of for this healing. So when you look at it that way, we have more people who did not ask to be healed who were healed in the Bible than people who did ask to be healed. And that's, that's an interesting statistic, too. Jesus healed more people who didn't ask for it than people who did. And I wonder if that ratio continues today. If more people are being healed that haven't even asked for it than the people who are. And if so, why is that? That seems like a weird way of doing things. Then again, what do I know? <laughs> you know? So, anyway, I don't know what all this means. I don't have a, a nice little conclusion wrapped up for you. Um, I guess the good news here is that Jesus does heal. Um, he heals when you ask on behalf of someone else. He heals when you ask on behalf of yourself. And sometimes he heals um, just on his own. And sometimes he doesn't. And that's the question that's going to be bugging me. Is how come sometimes he doesn't? And the answer is, I don't know. I mean, there are answers out there that you can typically get. Like, God's ways are not our ways or... God's plans aren't always the same as our plans and God has this a different perspective of the whole picture than than we do and sometimes he answers prayer because it fits into that picture and sometimes he doesn't answer prayer because it doesn't fit into that picture <coughs> excuse me but I don't know sometimes I know um, I've heard from people that I have a way of looking at things and from a different perspective and that they they appreciate that um, but in this case I really don't um, the answer is I don't know and sometimes it's the best answer we can give why does God do what he does <laughs> because he's God <laughs> right that's why so but as I said the good news 
is that God does heal sometimes. It may not always be when we want, but it always is when he wants. Is that a good way of putting it? I don't think so. Maybe so. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> there's some things that we can know, though. The one thing, there's a lot of things that we can know, and we are about to say them in the words that we believe in the Nicene Creed. These things we can know. And that, my friends, is good news. And now let us affirm what we believe in the words of the Nicene Creed. We, we believe, believe in, in one God, God the, the Father, Father the Almighty, Almighty maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made, for us and for our salvation he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father. With the Father and the Son he is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. And we look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come.